This is the Redis Stars podcast, where we talk with community members on what's new and what they're doing with Redis. Welcome to the Redis Stars podcast. My name is Drew Krieger, and I am the podcast MC. I head the community at Redis Labs, and with me, we have one of our podcast hosts, Tug Grawl, Developer Community Technical Manager at Redis Labs. Today, our guests are Aram Menzi, Principal Product Manager at Redis Labs. Also with us is Kyle Teagarden, Product Marketing Manager, and Maju Ramanathi Ramanathpura, Principal Group Product Manager at Microsoft. I'm Ram, and our guests, please introduce yourself and share your experience with Redis and Azure. Uh, absolutely. So uh, hi, uh, everybody, and thank you, uh, Drew, for hosting us. My name is Amiram Mizne. As you said, Principal Product Manager for Redis Labs. I'm in charge of our core product team. Uh, that also includes uh, Redis Enterprise and our partnership with Azure. I've been with uh, Redis Labs for just over two years. And um, I worked on the Azure uh, partnership with the product team, with uh, Kyle here in Manju and, and the engineering team over the last uh, year to uh, bring this product to market. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Manju Ramanathpura. Drew, I know this is my, the first time you said my name, so fumbling is totally okay. Yeah, so I am with uh, Microsoft. I'm a principal group program manager at uh, Microsoft. I'm responsible for a few of our Azure services, including uh, Azure Cache for Redis, Azure Container Registry, and I also work with a lot of our other strategic partners to bring them on board with Microsoft. And uh, it's just been awesome working with uh, Redis Labs team, and I'm super excited to have this conversation. Cool. Yeah, super excited to be here as well. My name is Kyle Teagarden. I'm the product marketing manager. I focused on Azure Cache for Redis, which is kind of the Azure implementation of Redis. Been on the team for about a year and a half. It's been a blast so far, and really enjoy working with the Redis Labs team. We spend a lot, have spent a lot of quality time together. That's great. And Tug? Yeah, so I'm Tagwar. I'm working in the developer community with Drew, and I will uh, be leading the interview today. So let's start with, uh, with a question for you, uh, Kyle. Can you tell us more about Azure Cache for Redis, what it is exactly, how it's used, which type of uh, tier people can use, uh, which type of application today is used, and we will discuss later about the, the new stuff we have been working on together. Absolutely. So in simple terms, you know, for this audience, it's basically the Azure implementation of open source Redis. So we're running the open source stack, but as a managed instance. So, you know, it has all your favorite Redis functionality, you know, hashes, lists, sorts, sets, clustering, all that kind of stuff. It's still super low latency, but in this case, it's managed and running on Azure. So there's things like built-in security and monitoring features. Uh, there's an, a financially backed SLA for uptime, and it's a little easy to set up things like clustering or, or other functionality that's more advanced. So it's used by a lot of our, our customers, uh, especially for larger customers, and they tend to use it for things like distributed caching. So using Redis as a side cache uh, in conjunction with one of their other Azure databases. Uh, you see people use it as a session store, so kind of temporarily storing important information. So for instance, our retail customers might use it to... Uh, back up their uh, shopping cart uh, situation. And then also we see it sometimes used as a message broker in a pub sub architecture or something similar. 
where Redis is used to communicate between microservices or, or communicate streaming information. And right now, there are currently three tiers, the basic, standard, and premium tier. And each of these offers increasing features. So basic is for basically dev tests, you know, super stripped down, also cheaper. Standard offers the SLA uh, and replication. And then premium offers you know, the full host of, of Redis features from the open source set, plus the SLA and all the features from standard. OK. So this brings the next question is, so since you already have Azure Cast for Redis, why working with Redis Labs? Why adding a new type of services? So maybe, Manjo, you can tell us more. What, uh, why is this partnership, and what is it for Azure customer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think uh, so. The great thing about Microsoft is really truly customer obsessed. What do our customers want? So, when I look at why are we partnering with uh, Redis Lab, it really goes back to our customers, right? You know, we have a lot of our customers who absolutely love Redis, right? And they also love Redis Enterprise functionality. We are all about like when we look from Microsoft point of view, we are all about meeting where our customers are as opposed to trying to fit them into the products that we have, right? That's the true spirit within Microsoft. So, you know, connecting the dots, it was super easy. Like, you know, given a lot of our customers really love Redis, it was easy for us to pick up the next, uh, you know, request that we see from customers to, find ways to partner with Redis Lab and deliver them the, uh, all the bells and whistles that enterprise uh, functionality provides, right? And, you know, we thought we would do like a true collaborative partnership with the spirit of really finding ways to delight our customers, right? Uh, there is a, you know, healthy set of functionalities that enterprise uh, offers and uh, Azure has its own strength in terms of uh, global footprint and other services that Azure also has as part of Azure Cloud. So we looked at uh, what more can we do from Azure side to not just bring the Azure and you know the Redis Enterprise, but also like connect the dots with uh, you know the several features that our customers value within Azure. So that's the path that we took, and it's just been incredibly fun experience working with you all and you know we've been engaging with a lot of our mutual customers the initial hypothesis that we had is really being validated and you know our customers are loving this uh, joint partnership thanks and just before going into some of the, the detail of the technical side is i would like to uh, to ask you Amiyan, when you come from redis uh, as a user as a developer what you have when you, with this uh, partnership being on Azure and close to the Azure uh, team? Yes, of course. So uh, I think primarily it's much uh, easier to get up and running. If you are a current user on, on Azure, with this first-party service and the enterprise capabilities are coming with uh, the new enterprise tiers, and again, before getting into the details of uh, new use cases and capabilities we are we're providing, in place, it's it's very easy to just go on a portal and create uh, a new cache and start using those uh, those capabilities in the natural environment that you're already used to with Azure and of course with ARM templates and with uh, Terraform and other automation tools that you already have and you already are used to using the integration with uh, monitoring, the integration with with Spring Data for Azure, with the app uh, service, uh, the Azure app service 
all the tools that you are used to uh, use already that uh, consume uh, Redis uh, within Azure are pre-integrated uh, with, with these new enterprise, enterprise tiers. So really all you have to do is, is focus on building your application and, uh, and just using the tools that you're, you're already familiar with. And that really lowers the, the barrier for developers. Yeah, nice. So it's a kind of a transparent for me as a developer. So, so one of the things that is not clear is, at least for me, uh, and I hope you will be able to clarify, is you talk, we talk about multiple tiers and we have this new tier, I guess, from enterprise. But does that mean when I, if I want to use uh, the Redis Labs enterprise on Azure Cache for Redis, I have to have a different billing? I have to ask information from Redis Labs or can I do that everything from my Azure account and have a single integration? How does it work from a product integration from a user point of view and release of the product? So you can do everything from your, uh, from your Azure account. So the, the, the way we've uh, built this partnership is it's a unique model actually, but it is a first party integration, meaning that essentially Azure is using uh, Redis Enterprise to power uh, these new enterprise tiers. But uh, similar to the existing, uh, the existing tiers, uh, Azure is the one that manages the service, offers the first line of support, provides the, uh, the billing, uh, you can uh, consume existing uh, commits to Azure with uh, purchasing those uh, new tiers. Uh, you can use the reservation uh, mechanism, you can apply uh, your enterprise agreement discounts. And in that sense, it's very much like a first party service. I really, in the, the only thing you'll notice in the create experience is that you agree to, to Redis Labs uh, terms uh, because on the on the back end we use uh, the Azure Marketplace as a mechanism for for billing for uh, the Redis Enterprise uh, part of the overall cost of the, of the solution, uh, but other than that, it acts like a, like a first party service. The other difference between a first party service and uh, and and our our service, our integrated service, is that there's also Redis Lab second line of support. So in case there are specific issues that arise, very rare case, that Redis uh, Labs needs to be involved. Then we have the mechanism in place for the Azure team to transfer the case information to the Redis Lab support team and provide uh, support for, for example, for features capabilities that are unique to the enterprise tier directly from uh, Redis Lab support engineers. I hope that answers the, uh, the question, Doug. Yes, it does. And um, so uh, maybe Kyle, you can, or Kyle or Manju, you can, you say, so we talk about these different tiers. How do you, how a customer will choose? How do you, what you will highlight from uh, when I have to choose a specific uh, type of deployment or instant tier for my application? Yeah, maybe I can take that question. So, yeah, I mean, I think the, the way to look at it is our, our current tiers, fit a lot of the use cases for what you might use open source Redis for. And the, the new tiers are kind of the equivalent of Redis Enterprise just running natively in Azure. And so there's a lot of benefits here that are especially great for larger customers. Uh, you know, most notably, the availability is much higher. So with our current tiers, we offer three nines in SLA. With the new tier, 
Uh, right now, we're looking at availability of four nines, and then at GA, we're targeting five nines. And so for large customers that rely on Redis to do things like inventory management or pricing, that availability is essential for them uh, to be able to use Redis as a service you know, worldwide and uh, with that level of, of detail and reliability. And then I think there, there are a few other use cases that are introduced with Redis Enterprise that are, are great. Uh, the modules that we're introducing offer some pretty interesting new use cases. I think we'll probably talk about that more later, so I won't jump the gun there. Uh, but some useful things for developers trying to make uh, specific applications. And then finally, the ability to use Redis on Flash is great, again, for large customers, that you can have 10 times larger cache sizes. And also, it's cheaper on a per gigabyte basis. And so there's definitely economies of scale as a, an option here. So you know, we think this is great for people migrating from using Redis Enterprise on-prem or as a marketplace offering uh, to get those advantages that Amaram talked about with using it as a native service. And we think it's great for people that currently are using our basic standard or premium tier to be able to take advantage of these great new features. Okay. Um, maybe, Amiram, you can uh, just, because I'm not sure that everybody in our uh, community of, uh, uh, of this podcast are familiar with, uh, uh, with what Redis on Flash is. So it's one of the value of the Redis Enterprise already as a service inside uh, Azure Cache for Redis. But can you... Can you tell a little bit more about Redis on Flash? Basic use case, basic features? Yeah, absolutely. So with Redis on Flash, the, the goal is to enable use cases where you have very large data sets and costs is a concern, right? So Redis being a in-memory database and using DRAM and DRAM, yeah, prices have gone, gone down significantly, but it, it's, it's still, I, I would not say, a very cheap solution. And... Uh, you want to use uh, DRAM when you need uh, the high performance that Redis provides. Now, there are some cases where you have these huge, huge data sets that takes terabytes and even petabytes uh, in some cases, and but you're only working on a subset of keys and need that real-time performance on a subset of those keys. So keeping them all in, uh, in, in, in DRAM uh, is not as cost-effective as offloading some of them. So in order to be able to uh, to do that this in a more cost-effective way, we have what we call the Horizon Flash, which essentially offloads uh, part of the of the key space, the part that is less uh, often used, into flash memory, uh, where it still can can be accessed faster than on disk, but not as fast as on RAM. And then uh, we keep things like indexes and um, other uh, parts of Redis that require uh, high performance, as well as what we call the, the hotkeys, the, the most frequently accessed keys uh, in RAM for your usage. And that enables, uh, in, this, in this use case, to really still uh, hold you know, huge amounts of key space uh, on Redis, but at uh, order of magnitude, uh, smaller scale of DRAM resources, and therefore an order of magnitude smaller cost uh, to utilize. So in uh, Azure Cache for Redis, uh, we offer uh, uh, plans that are range from uh, 300 gigabytes and up to 15 terabytes of data that you can create, where 20% uh, of that available memory uh, resides on, on RAM and 80% resides on uh, NVMe mm -hmm. uh, flash storage. 
Yeah, nice. So, so this is a very interesting topic because it opens Redis, Azure Cast for Redis, to brand new type of use cases that people probably didn't think about it before. And talking about use cases, Kyle, you mentioned uh, a few minutes ago about uh, Redis modules being available on Azure Cache for Redis. Maybe what does that mean for the developer? What does that mean for the application having a Redis module available as a managed services? Amiran, Kyle, maybe you can uh, discuss about use cases on which type of uh, application and services people can build. Yeah, maybe I can take time series and, and search and let Amram take Bloom. That one's always a little more tricky. So uh, you know, I'll, no I'll leave that to the technical expert. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, search and time series are both fascinating use cases for Azure customers. And, you know, we have Azure Search and a product called Time Series Insights, which offer similar functionalities. But the cool thing about this being inside Redis is that it's, it's in the data layer. And so it's a lot faster. So, you know, we think we'll see a lot of customers implementing things like search functionality that runs quickly in memory uh, with some pretty cool advanced features uh, offered as part of the data layer versus purchasing a whole nother service, a whole nother API, and, you know, set of implementation. And I think time series is, is even more interesting because Azure offers some pretty cool IoT functionality, uh, you know, pretty advanced services that ingest a ton of data. And so you have to do something with that data. And Redis is perfectly positioned to both handle you know, high throughput ingestion of data, but also to run these advanced queries and, and do things like downsampling, uh, again, in the data layer. And, and so I think there's a ton of potential for large enterprises doing IoT to utilize Redis time series as a both efficient, both in terms of performance and cost to act on that data. And then Amram, do you want to take Redis Bloom? Yeah, absolutely. So what Bloom does, it adds a series of probabilistic, probabilistic data structures. That's a mouthful. So Topke, Count Me Sketch, uh, Bloom, uh, and, uh, and Cuckoo Filters. And uh, what, the, what these data structures allow you to do is basically create a trade-off between kind of minimal accuracy with significant reduction of memory and increase of, of, of performance. So you can get a result, uh, for example, in a given data set, is a, does a key, does a value appear more than once? That's a question that if you need to answer, searching on a, on a full data set might, might take you a much longer time than by using a probabilistic data structure, which will give you 99.9% you know, accuracy of, of a result. So uh, you can uh, basically use uh, uh, Redis and get that uh, that results on a much smaller set of uh, of, of data uh, in, in a much more performant way. Um, we see that um, I mean, best maybe the best way to do this is to give some some real real life use cases. So think about a notification system. An event comes in and you want to notify the user. Uh, you want to make sure you don't spam the user. You notify the user once. Right, so that's one one uh, one big use case uh, for this uh, advertising as well. Uh, you want to make sure that ads get served uh, exactly exactly one time, and uh, Bloom allows you to do that by using um, you know a much reduced uh, data set in a more more cost effective way. Uh, we already have a customer that is using uh, major customers using this for uh, older notification services to the customer base is currently in private uh, preview and uh, they'll be uh, they'll be launching 
uh, into production as soon as we hit uh, public preview with the, with the service. So just to uh, summarize on, on this part, so what we have is when you use uh, Azure Cache for Redis with the enterprise tier, you have access to a Redis search module to do indexing of your data and querying and aggregation of the data directly in memory as far. So expanding your data in Redis to, to, to build richer application. Time series, Redis time series, so to be able to be to back the data for, for example, an IoT use case on all the functional data on Redis Bloom. In addition to that, we have Redis Flash for the persistence. So very, very interesting for, for Azure Cache for Redis developers. So as a user of Azure, I have, you know, I am not a, an expert of it, but you have many, many, many existing services that you can uh, use to build your application. Maybe, uh, Kyle and Manju, you want to add some information about integrations between some of the services, which type of application you can build. So we took some use case, we defined the services and modules, but if I am an Azure user, can you give two or three examples of uh, concrete services or APIs that you provide on Azure that could work together with this uh, new tier uh, in an interesting way? Yeah, I mean, I can let, let Manju uh, answer some of this question too. The one I, I wanted to plug real quick is there's a lot of databases that run on Azure, uh, right? I mean, beyond MySQL, Postgres, uh, you know, the, the normal ones you think of, we also have NoSQL databases like Cosmos DB, and then of course, SQL Server is a Microsoft product. So there's a ton of users that run uh, SQL Server on Azure in VMs or, or running our, our managed uh, Azure SQL instance. And people have traditionally used caches to speed up the performance of databases by doing query caching or, or other tricks just to, to add a, a faster data layer in between the user and potentially a fairly large and sometimes slow database. And so we just uh, hired a, a firm called GigaOM to do some benchmarking to figure out how much faster could Azure Cache for Redis make some of these larger services. And so they, they basically created an example application that first just queried either Azure SQL or Azure Database for Postgres, and then ran the same tests with those databases plus with Azure Cache for Redis at the caching layer. And the results were pretty eye-opening. They found that the throughput would increase by over 800% and latency improved by over 10x by adding Azure Cache for Redis. So some really incredible results we see with adding a caching layer. And, and of course, uh, you know, results vary based on, on the setup and everything. And you know, we, we picked a good setup that kind of showed off the, the benefits of caching, but we think that Azure Cache for Redis and especially the, the new enterprise tiers offer some really clear benefits for the many people that use databases on Azure. And I don't know, man, do you want to talk about uh, Azure Spring Cloud? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's a very good uh, example you gave, Kyle. And the Azure Spring Cloud is another good one. I think like it's probably good to talk a little bit about the division we are part of, right? I am part of the division called Developer Division. And we absolutely obsess on making the developer experience best in Azure. That's our goal, right? And, uh, you know, we also, uh, we, we look at uh, developers' challenges from different angles. And one of them is uh, this providing a good end-to-end -end experience for developers. So Java is an example of, you know, like you could be a Java developer. What is the end-to-end -end experience that you would go through to build a Java application on Azure, 
And uh, when we look at that, you know, uh, we've got uh, a very robust service called Azure Spring Cloud. Spring Cloud is very popular service used by a lot of our Java developers. Uh, but we also know that Redis is hugely popular among Java developers. So this was like a good, uh, easy uh, opportunity for us to connect the dots and how could, uh, it, you know, if we put ourselves in a Java developer's uh, shoes, what is the typical experience that they go through today and what can we do to improve that experience? Uh, very quickly, this whole, the marriage between the Redis and Spring Cloud really bubbled up to the top, right? So there is still a lot more work for us to do, especially with the enterprise uh, tier that is coming out. We have a lot more opportunity to do a better, tighter integration. Uh, but the way I would frame it is the spirit of uh, Azure team is to provide the most delightful developer experience for a Java developer. And when we look at the integration between Redis and Spring Cloud, that is really our core focus, right? You know, how do we make that experience better? Yeah, and um, I hope that I will be able to explain. I, I talked to some of your developer advocates to, to work on a demonstration on a live streaming sessions to show that in actions between uh, uh, Azure Cache for Redis and uh, uh, Azure Spring Cloud, quite exciting myself. As a Java developer, it's a very exciting uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, thing. And this, this brings something about, you know, you talk about the, the two teams working together. Maybe you could, it's always interesting to see from an engineering point of view, from a, from a team point of view, how people, how the two teams from a, a Redis Lab Engineering and Microsoft Azure engineering team have been working together. Can you Tell us more about the, the technical history of the meetings, a little bit how you work together and what are the plans going forward, for example, for third-level support and uh, just a little bit of insight. Yeah, I can, I can go from uh, Microsoft side and Amiram should speak from your side. Anything I say is uh, applicable to everybody in Redis Lab except Amiram, right? So do we need to include <laughs> Amiram also? <laughs> so we love you, Amiram. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> so I think, you know, uh, this question sort of like makes me think from two angles, right? There's a tactical angles. What exactly do we do together, right? And then there is a just a people angle. How do we collaborate as uh, teams? So let me sort of focus on the people aspect first, right? I think the way, you know, it truly like partners, it is a true partnership. It requires multiple teams to come together, right? On uh, Microsoft side, if I see, you know, I'm part of the product and engineering team. We have, you know, engineers working directly with the engineers on Redis Lab, but we also have senior leadership meeting on a regular basis, monthly basis, quarterly basis. And then the functional teams and the feature teams meet on a weekly basis as and when they need, right? So there's like a really tight alignment, uh, bottoms up and then top down, right? And that's super important, you know, the vision is very clear, what's the direction where we are going is clear. There is executive supports on both sides. And at the same time, the people who are actually making it happen, they are very clear in terms of what exactly do they need to do? What is that uh, common goal that they are working towards? 
on Microsoft side, you know, uh, like I was saying, I'm part of engineering and product, but Kyle is part of our marketing. He and I, you know, as a team, we meet on a weekly basis and Kyle also interacts with uh, uh, your marketing team members on Redis Lab on a regular basis. Same thing with our partner manager. I know he works with uh, Cassie on your side very regularly. So, you know, in order for a partnership to succeed, you have to have different uh, stakeholders coming together. And uh, that's actually working well uh, in this case. So I'm super thankful for my Microsoft team as well as you all on the Redis Lab side. I can also talk about how the technical collaboration works, but uh, uh, let me pause there and, you know, see what uh, Amiram has to say in terms of how is it working from your side. Yeah, thanks, thanks, Manju, and I appreciate the kind words. I think that on a, on a higher level, what's important and what makes this partnership work really well is uh, both companies and teams on on all levels we're we're aligned in our goal and what we're trying to achieve here. So uh, the the value to both companies is is is, is clear to us. You know, we share Microsoft's goal in in making the uh, developer uh, journey. Uh, better and making products that uh, developers love, so I think that that helps having a, having a shared goal that we agree on and and shared values. And like uh, like Manju said, from the executive level, there is strong relationship on the business level, on uh, marketing, engineering, product. All of these uh, groups have peered together and 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 work together on a regular basis. Uh, we started this with uh, joint on-site meetings before before COVID, and we hosted uh, engineers from uh, Microsoft team in our Tel Aviv office, which I think they enjoyed quite a bit, especially the uh, the mangoes. We also uh, started, and we were planning to, and we started implementing a plan of co-locating uh, engineering teams in the Washington area, in Redmond. And unfortunately, COVID COVID hit and, and required us to. Uh, all of us to uh, to work from home and from our home countries, and I'm, I'm happy to report that it, it did not slow us down. It did not hurt our cadence. Uh, we switched to using Zoom meetings and well Teams meeting primarily, and the uh, yeah collaboration tools from Microsoft. You know we we, we work on 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 joint uh, on a joint GitHub repo, and we work uh, you know on a on a joint Azure subscription. Uh, in our in our development environments, so uh, the teams are kind of, kind of very tightly uh, tightly integrated, and uh, the relationships that we that we formed are are, are very strong. Uh, I don't think there is any other way of doing it uh, in order to have a successful partnership and a successful product offering at uh, at this level. There's no other way of doing it except integrating the teams, and I'm 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 very happy that I got a chance to to be part of this. Nice. Anything to add? On, on the... No, I mean, this is awesome. Like, this is exactly how we feel. I mean, uh, that's the, I think of, uh, I was telling this to one of my team members, you know, Satya Nadella, our CEO, in his book, Hit Refresh, he talks about how do you build the trust? And uh, he talks about, you know, you need to have the empathy and you need to have shared goals, shared values. Right. And when I look at the trusted relationship that we have, I see that, right? You know, we have empathy for what you 
experience, what your customers experience and vice versa. There's a clear empathy on both sides. And we also have shared values that is truly shared, accepted on both sides, right? Yeah, I think, Amiram, you put it very well. So this is exactly how we feel on our side as well. Yeah, thanks. So very exciting. But one of the things will be even more exciting. It's when people will start to use it more on Discover. So what are the next steps? Kyle, maybe can you give some tips or where to go and uh, what to do to kind of really start to use Redis Labs as your cash for Redis powered by Redis Labs uh, implementation? And what's next for the developer? Absolutely. This is the exciting part, you know, especially for marketing. Yes. Chance to actually learn and, and use it. So I think a few things to mention. I mean, number one is we all want to get our hands on it to actually try it and, you know, use it. That's that's always the most fun. And so on the Azure website, you can start a free trial if you don't already have an Azure account and get $200 free to spend and, and check stuff like this out. So I encourage all of you to, to make a, a free trial and, and actually get your hands dirty with it. And then beyond that, a few other resources. One is just on the Azure website, there's documentation. We'll have a blog post kind of detailing some of the features in, in more detail. You can find that at aka.ms slash Redis Enterprise. Uh, and then finally, we'll do a joint webinar in November. I think November 12th, if I recall correctly, uh, where we'll be going into some more depth about the features, how to use it, uh, do a demo, things like that. Should be a good time, uh, both the Redis Labs and, and Azure teams together there. And if you want to sign up for that webinar, it's aka.ms slash Redis webinar. And then I think this podcast will come out after it has been released, but the plan is to release the public preview at the end of October. So it uh, should be available now to, to try out and use. Yeah, that's great. Well, there you have it, everybody. Season two, episode one. Again, I'm Drew Krieger, Redis Stars MC and Redis Community Manager. I wanted to say thank you to your host, Tug, and our guests, Aram, Menju, and Kyle for this great episode. To the listeners, don't worry about finding topics or links. We'll post all the links in the episode show notes. Lastly, stay tuned each month for more episodes of season two, where we'll continue to talk with community members and what's new and what people are doing with Redis. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, everybody.